again, everybody. Thank you, Michael, and thank you, uh, Alexi. Uh, some of you may not know that uh, Michael Kadensky, as it turned out, himself uh, has roots in Russia. I believe, Michael, wherever you are, your, your parents are here who were born in Russia. Is that right? Where are you, Michael? All right, is that true? Now, if you not hang around, no reason to fellowship, all right? And then, uh, of course, Alexi being here, a couple of trips I've made to Eurasia, I learned also a couple of Russian words, and I'd like just to help us stay warmed up, okay, this morning, okay, in this early morning, rainy, sort of gloomy day, it's the word translated, at least I do it, awesome, okay? It, uh, and in Russian, it's отлично. Can you say that? Отлично. Now, that was fun to say, you got to admit, all right? So look at each other and say, hey, worshiping God is, take a look. Not least, no. All right, let's open up to the book of Ruth. <laughs> let's open up to the book of Ruth right now. Okay, we're in part two on the book of, uh, in the book of Ruth. I want to assuage any guilt you have from the very beginning in case you have not opened your Bible this week to the book of, uh, of Ruth. All right? Let's open it up, you know, right now. But before I do that, I'd like to just share a couple of words. I was in Chicago along with Alexi most of this week. And right now, as we speak, uh, several of our members are at the Hope Global Summit. And just a real quick update. i got to do this and take the time. We need to be so thankful about the worldwide family that we're a part of and that all of the relationships we've had in so many years, you know, with Hope. In, in recent times, we know a lot of the disasters that have taken place, and just very, very recently, you know, our funds and our support of our brothers and sisters in Hope has supplied very real uh, supplies and compassion and food and all kinds of things to the disciples and uh, in their communities in Houston. Uh, they've also helped uh, a group of disciples in Trinidad rent boats and load them up with food and then take them the only way you can get it to a little tiny island called Dominique, I believe, that it's been ravaged and they're bringing in supplies even as we speak. And then there's the Operation Deliver Hope where the disciples in Florida in conjunction with the leadership and help and funding of Hope Worldwide are also collecting supplies and food and all of that, big containers that have already been cleared for shipping you know, to go to Puerto Rico that we love so much, and there they will be delivered into the homes of our disciples so they can provide for needs and, and food and be a light in their neighborhoods. Is that not awesome, okay? And all of us are, all of us are part of that. As Alexi mentioned, while we were in Chicago, you know, as well, there was, uh, there was our uh, uh, sort of delegates meeting where we have brothers and sisters from all around the world to come and work together on sort of next steps to help us be stronger, more united, more effective as a fellowship. One of our favorite guys here in the middle, Sean Wooten, right? Okay, and then uh, I got a chance to meet and lead a discipleship group for a couple of hours with some of his elders and uh, region leaders in, uh, in, in Kiev. It was an amazing time. And actually, even though these guys are maybe 15 or 20 years younger than me, I kind of look Ukrainian, you know? And so I'm pretty fired up about that, you know? To be part of that great worldwide family. And this was going on and on. I just got to tell you this, because I'll tell you more about this, and, and we'll be communicated. But a lot of people ask, well, how did that go? Because we're trying to figure out some new ways to do things even, even better. And what i got to tell you is the same thing that I told you know, you know, a group of people that asked me for my, my comments. I just said, I've tried for the latter years of my life to believe 
with all my heart and trust the promise in my personal life, you know, in my family, in our local church, in our brotherhood, that the best was yet to come. Amen. I really have. There have been times I've been up and down on that, I'm sure, like you, you have. I can honestly say, after being in many, many, many gatherings of, of our church leaders, locally, U.S., around the world, to this moment, and at the end of that gathering, I have never been more confident and assured by the humility, by the heart, by the willingness to do whatever it takes to, 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 to be inclusive and pull everybody in. I have never had more confidence that for our international fellowship of churches, that the best is yet to come. We have all my heart, and I'm excited about how this is going to come forward in the future. Now, let's just jump right in, okay? It's, uh, uh, okay, let's see if I can get this, uh, it's, it's, it's working here, okay? Soul to soul, amen? All right, so we're, uh, we're in the middle of this, this series. We've done David and Jonathan, and there you can see that two young men are bonded together in battle and with some common interests, even though some competitive sort of issues, you know, going on in their life, and they're bonded together soul to soul. And then we, we've taken a look at a different story. We, we've taken a look at a king, King David, and a crippled, sort of laid by the wayside nobody, you know, and they forged this soul to soul relationship based on loyalty and honor and respect, you know, for each other. And then we saw Naomi and, and Ruth last week, and two women of different generations, of different cultures, and they are bonded soul to soul because of loyalty, honor, and legacy in the way that God is using. And then today, we're looking at Ruth and Boaz, all right, in the last three chapters in the book of, in the book of Ruth. It's a portrait, really, of loyalty, of honor, and of legacy. And if you remember, a few weeks ago, I shared about Psalm 23. And I shared that, like, for most of my Christian life, especially in those first 20 years, you know, before 40, Psalm 23, that was nice. It was mainly when people were really sick, about to die, or at funerals. That's about what it was, okay, for me. And I really didn't dig into how it restores your soul. Well, if that's true, my view on Psalm 23, when it comes to the book of Ruth, just imagine how far off the radar that was for me as a young guy. I mean, that was something for women's days, right? I mean, I'm sure I read it a couple of times, but, you know, it was lost, you know, because you got that book of Judges, right? You know, that's the backdrop. We talked about that last week. It's the backdrop for the book of Ruth. Now, the book of Judges sort of reads like an HBO or Netflix original series. It's full of violence. It's full of deceit. It's full of manipulation. It's full of wanton sex. It's full of all these kinds of things. It's sort of the biblical Game of Thrones. I mean, that's what the book of Judges, you know, really is, is, is about, or the closest thing. You get to the book of Ruth, this is like a lifetime show. <laughs> Whatever those are. And some of the guys, okay, not with the greatest of sensitivity, refer to it as chick flicks. That's what the book of Ruth is. When you first take a look at it, all right, it's a love story. It is a love story. And as Douglas pointed out, 
in the introduction to this sermon. It's a story about, as are so many things in the Bible, you know, of, 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 of ruin, of romance, and of redemption. The book of, of Ruth, the story of Boaz and Ruth, yeah, it's a love story, you know, but it's not like Romeo and Juliet. It's not, not even like a Disney movie. I mean, the closest thing about the Jerry Maguire. If you can remember that far back. Not raging hormones, but family, loyalty, commitment. I mean, it's, it's an amazing, I want to tell you this. I've watched TV shows, I've gone to movies, and I've walked out of that experience being a little bit less of a godly man. Soul to soul, godly relationships. When I've read the book around, I've read it many, many times in the last few weeks. We've had some times that have had to prepare for these kind of things. Doug. And reading this and digging in has made me a better man. And I want to encourage you. Okay? How many of you read and studied the book of Ruth this week? You don't have to raise your hand. Maybe you find yourself where I was when I first described it. All right, homework assignment, get that Bible open, dig on in, and let's take a look, you know, right, uh, you know, right now. Okay, uh, we're beginning in Luke chapter, <laughs> Ruth chapter, chapter 2. All right, now Naomi, and uh, Douglas did a great job going over Naomi and, you know, Ruth, their, their relationship, all right. But, uh, you know, Naomi, and... Uh, uh, of course, was married to Elimelech. Uh, they were uh, they went to Moab because of the famine. Uh, they had two sons. Elimelech died. Then the sons died. They married Moabite women, and uh, now basically there's nobody to look after this Jewish lady Naomi. And she tells her her daughters, "Why don't you stay here, remarry, stay in your culture? I got to go back. Maybe somebody will look after me back in Israel." And so uh, overtakes the deal. And then, of course, uh, Ruth says, hey, wherever you are, I'm going to be. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. I'm loyal. I'm sticking with you. I'm not going anywhere. Okay, and so then they're, uh, they're settled in, and then Ruth, they have a Naomi. They're in Israel. It has a relative on her husband's side, a man from standing, uh, some standing from the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. I'm reading from this. You can follow along in your Bible as well. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the fields. Let me go and pick up leftover grain behind anyone whose eyes I find favor. Because you could do that, you know, if you were, uh, you know, an immigrant or you were somebody who didn't have land. You could, you could follow behind as they were harvesting the grain and they needed little pieces there. It was okay to pick up some scraps. And so she said, well, we don't have any food. We better do that. And Naomi said, go ahead. So she went out into the field and began to clean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to, how about that, of all things, to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. As it turned out. Do you know how many of our stories began with just that concept? As it turned out, the world would say, as one would have it, as Solomon in his more ecclesiastical moment, in the book Ecclesiastes, go time and chance happen to it all. However, God works in mysterious ways, does he not? 
He will use unsuspecting people and unsuspecting ways to usher in his continued plan of redemption and establish a legacy. You know, and it is really awesome as it turned out. As it turned out, you're here this morning. As it turned out, there's no Falcons game today. Some of you got extra time to dig in to your heart, your life, your family, your relationship with God in a much, much deeper way. Well, you know, it goes on here, okay? Uh, Ruth and Boaz, okay? It's so amazing how even Christian books and stuff, they sort of glamorize people. Boaz, when you read between the lines, he probably was not that huge, okay? He's probably much older, maybe around 60. He probably looks more like Tevye in the filter on the roof than he does this guy out here, okay? You know what I'm talking about. And Ruth is a sweet, you know, moderately attractive, you know, you know, basically slave-looking girl, okay, in that situation. But Boaz replied, here's the thing, because Boaz is a man who is interested in character and heart. He's a godly man. You see it through his conversations and his small, you know, little, little sections of scripture in chapter, you know, two through four. He's constantly bringing up God and the Lord. And blessing you. So Boaz has heard about this young woman, as many of them have. He has no idea, as maybe as you looked in, in that last, uh, you know, in that last, you know, uh, picture. And maybe Ruth is, is oblivious to everything, but maybe there's just that little glimmer. Maybe there's that little whip, you know, that goes off to Boaz and says, This is the one, huh? Yeah, it's not that bad looking. This is the one. Okay? I've heard how you left your father and your mother. It's the death of your husband, and you came to live with people you didn't know. May the Lord pay you for what you've done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord. May the God of Israel, whose wings you have come to take refuge, and note that little phrase, whose wings you have come to take refuge. And so uh, she cleans, and uh, Boaz lets her stay in there, and she goes back home, and she tells her mom. And she says, her mother-in-law said, hey, where did you go today? And where did you work? And, and, and she said, blessed be whoever this guy was who took notice of you and let you bring back this grain. Ruth then told her mother-in-law about the one at, at whose place she'd been working, the name of the man I worked today, as it turned out, was Boaz. The Lord bless him, said uh, Naomi, said to her daughter-in-law. He's not showed, stopped showing kindness to the living and the dead. She added, this man... It's our close relative. He is one of our kinsmen, redeemers. And then Naomi, in her mind, the wheel returned. Her advice to Ruth, just go back there every day as long as they let you stay. Show your hard worker, you know, and, you know, we'll see what happens. A kinsman, redeemer. What is it? Some of you guys know. You know, in Israel, when, uh, when uh, a, a woman's husband you know, died, you know, then the oldest, uh, uh, the oldest brother of that dead, you know, husband had the opportunity, the privilege, the right, but not absolutely they have to, to marry, to take on that family, and to keep that name, you know, going. And so uh, when there wasn't uh, any brothers left, then it went down to whatever was the nearest relative. And so there was that option and that ability to make these kinds of things happen. So um, what happens next? After Ruth has been in the fields for a while, her mother-in-law, you know, right now, uh, her mother-in-law says, daughter, I must find a home for you where you'll be well provided for. Now, Boaz 
with whose wedding you have worked, is a relative of ours, and now here's some interesting direction, some discipling here. Tonight, he will be in the winnowing barley on, on the threshing floor, all right? That's because he's going to stay there, you know, to guard the grain, keep thieves from coming. He doesn't have a wife, apparently, doesn't have a family, so he says, I'm just going to stay here, and I'll be watching this grain is, is what I got. And so he says, he's going to be there, you wash, put on perfume, get dressed in your best clothes, and head on out to the field. Go down to the threshing floor, don't let him know you're there, and after he's finished eating and drinking, when he lies down, note the place where he is lying, then go uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. There's actually a custom here that Rubia had no idea, any knowledge about, coming from that Moabite, you know, uh, you know, Noahite culture. And so she goes, wow, okay, that's the first assignment I've ever had like that, okay? So she gets it, and she goes over there, and then, uh, uh, and, you know, this is what happened. The next verse is the all-time favorite verse for every mother-in-law, okay, as you follow along in your Bible. You know, here it is. I will do whatever you say, Ruth answered. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. That will be in highlight and yeah, you know, red stars in some of your Bibles, okay? You can pull it out when you need it, all right? Not exactly the overall context of the passage, but hey, it wouldn't be the first time we yanked one out of the scripture, you know, to, uh, to help the family situation. When Boaz finished eating and drinking, he was in good spirits. He went to lie down at the far end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. In the middle of the night, something startled the man. It might have been that perfume, actually. That's not the normal scent. That startled that man, and he turned, and there the, there the woman lying at his feet. Who are you? I mean, this guy, this old guy is like, this is not happening to him. He is not a player, okay? He is a godly man. He isn't going out to clubs. He's not used to that. All of a sudden, he wakes up, and this young, fairly attractive woman is laying down and sit, just laying here, Okay? And then, if you're reading on your Bible sheet, identifies himself. I'm Ruth. And then Ruth says, please take, you know, the cup, your cover and put it over my feet, which is a sign, okay, a young woman to her Goel, as they say, is saying, I'm giving you permission, you know, if you, if you choose. And uh, uh, that, that's, uh, he knows what he's talking about. And then also, you know, there's, a, there's an idiom here about that language about the wings, okay? It's like being under somebody's wings, which goes back to what we've already, you know, read. And uh, this, is, uh, this is a beautiful thing. Here's his response. The Lord bless you, my daughter. Your kindness is greater than that which you showed me earlier. You've not run after a younger man, whether rich or poor. And now, daughter, don't be afraid. I will do all that you ask. The people in my town are going to know you're a woman of noble character. And then what does he say? If you're following the Bible, he tells the workers, shh. Okay, don't tell anybody this woman was here. Nothing happened, all right? Nothing happened. Yeah, this is, uh, this is something. Hollywood has a way of, of, of approaching things. Okay? This was a woman of character. We know what Hollywood's going to do. We know how he tries to get all of us to think a certain way, to look at somebody's just their facial, you know, like the features, their body, their makeup, their blah, 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 blah. How to come across? Okay, God sees none of that. Right. 
Kids run none of that. Okay? And too many of us think too much of that. Okay? And we tend to be duped, you know, by the world. A, 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 a woman who loves God with great character and loyalty is to be praised. But we, we, you know, this is where you're conditioned to go with lists. Being in Bible stories. Hey, no, no hanky panky went on here. Well, that's this very godly, righteous man. He just says, whoa. Okay? Sends her home, and he goes into the city, and he helps work out the details, because there is a kinsman redeemer a little bit closer. You know, when he has to talk with him and make sure he's okay with that and isn't going to... Is going to take care of it. Hey, single brothers, what are you looking for? Serious question, right? Right. What are you looking for? What's most important to you? Is it character? Is it honor? Is it loyalty? Is it a godly woman who becomes more and more beautiful as each passing day goes by? Are you looking for something all, 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 all together differently? Is that a fair question? Purity? Can you stay strong? This guy has stayed strong and pure apparently for a long, long time. And so has Ruth. And God, God will bless them in a blow-away way. Beyond what they can dare to ask or imagine. Doing it his way. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. And when he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive. And the Lord gave birth to a son. And the woman said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May you become famous, or he become famous, Throughout Israel, he will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you is better than you than seven sons. Amen. And it's given birth. What do you get sometimes when you're not looking for it? When you're looking to do God's will? When you're looking to do the right thing? When you're looking to do it God's way? And he drops on you as it turns out. Answer to your prayers, even your dreams, even your family. This is how God works. If I had, you know, he serves this. I mean, you got, wow, you got 25 minutes to try to, woo! Dig in the Bible. Read this stuff. There's more. There's a legacy. A legacy for a man or woman who does it God's way. And it goes on for a long, long time. And there's so many of us in this church that continue to exert ourselves and to love God and to give the best we can, not just for our own little selves at this moment, but for the generations to come. Yep. For God's church, for this world, is not just all about us and what's happening in my little corner of the, the neighborhood, you know, the, but because there's something else that is so important. Here's what happens. Naomi took the child in her arms. So Naomi's got a grandbaby. Grandma's not pretty cool. I've got a son. I've got a grandbaby. And, then, and, and Ruth has got a son. Naomi a son. And then they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse. The father of David. What an unlikely story. Because God's had a plan all along to take his people to Israel. To also be able to take the Gentiles with Moab and to bring them all together. He's always wanted us all together. Every race, every culture, every, you know, you know, tribe. All of us together. There's been a plan of redemption all the way through. To see God everywhere. To see God in your life. Amen. It's David and through David. 
that will come, the, the, the Messiah, you know, Jesus Christ, the one who called, the one we call Lord, God has planned. He does not forget. You and I sometimes have no goddamn idea about what's going on. As it turned out, I want to close here. We have actually decided to close out the service in a prayer, all right? As it turned out, you're here today. As it turned out, this is what you heard today. The songs, Michael's, and you know family, Alexi, the story of Ruth, you know, and Boaz. As it turned out, Sean Wooten, who we saw earlier, the son of those know and love. As it turned out, he was walking down the sidewalk as a scholarship athlete in Kansas with his headphones on, and some small, thin, you know, guy he never met stopped him and asked him to take off his headphones and invite him to a Bible talk. And so he ultimately ended up leading a, a Goldman Sachs, you know, internship. If it hadn't been for that conversation, you know, you know he'd be making bits and figures somewhere, trying to keep his kids from becoming spoiled brats, trying to hold his marriage together, figuring out what the heck his life is about. But he's changing the world. As it turned out. As it turned out, you and me are conversions, right? As it turned out, somebody stopped us in a parking lot, met us at work, at school. Walking across campus in a family rut, they can gather. As it turned out, as it turned out, wow, that's it. Philip just happened to bump on into the EWU. Yeah. As it turned out, as it turned out, God is orchestrating all of this. He has a plan. He will not forget you. Amen. Buckle on down. Set your mind. Decide to be a person of loyalty. Character and legacy. Trust God. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father, as we close out this service, we just want to say thank you for the Bible. Father, we need it. Thank you that it leads us to you. Thank you for this amazing plan. We get to see it through history, through the history of your people, through our own personal history. And God, as we, when we have those moments in our life, please help us go in the right direction. We love you, Lord. It's an honor being here. As we fellowship now, help it be rich and deep and full. And that you would work by your spirit in our lives in, in, in deep gratitude for all you've done. To also have godly relationships, soul to soul, based on loyalty, honor, and blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a great fellowship and a great day.